right. Are we ready for the word this morning? I am ready for it. I can't wait for it. My uh, amazing wife's going to come and minister uh, this morning. We've been going through the book of Ephesians, and we're back on it to finish it up. And it's going to be an exciting word. So, Father, we pray over Patricia right now. Just quicken her, God. Stir her hearts and open our hearts to hear and receive your word. God, we're believing you for it this morning. Feed us, Lord. Fill us. Strengthen us and encourage us in the eternal word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. So, in the next 10 minutes, <laughs> which is what... <laughs> no, I might get through an introduction. No, this is really good. I, um, I was really stirred uh, with the thought that uh, so much of the unexpected uh, things of God are, are just what we needed, you know. And that pool of refreshing. You might have come in thinking we were going to get a rah-rah pump up. And then uh, you step into a pool, a pool of his love and a pool of his refreshing and a pool of, of his goodness towards you. And that is what, what just took place here. And the celebration of people is what we're all about, and Abby and the, the individual steps that she takes. It's all about individuals, and it's individuals that make up um, the kingdom. And so you're important. You're just as important as when we focus on someone else. Take that as a seed thought that, wow, you're important too. Amen? So I did want to follow up on some of the thoughts about Ephesians 6 and the armor of God. And it seems like, you know, here we were talking about the love of God, and I'm going to talk about warfare. <laughs> but in order to do warfare correctly, you have to really be rooted and grounded in the love of God. Because he modeled it for us, and that's what it's, um, that is the foundation of it. Love looks different than an ooey-gooey emotion. Love, love looks different than an ooey-gooey let everything go emotion. Everything's rosy, you know. Love is, love is a stern, strong foundation for who we are and what we do. And so, actually, he was talking about uh, verses about the um, gifts. Every gift I have, every gift that you operate in has got to be done in love. Otherwise, the Bible, I'm sorry, the Bible tells us, yeah, that it is, a, it is just useless. It's noisy and annoying, basically, is what it says. It's noisy gong, annoying, and it's, it's just out of place. So let's turn to um, uh, Ephesians. Last week we talked about the, um, Danny laid a foundation about authority, and authority is right where we have to have settled and, and rooted in us out of Ephesians, Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 2, about how Jesus got authority for us, and he gave us that authority. Authority is useless unless you use it. If I had an issue and I was getting robbed and a policeman came up with all the authority to apprehend and to take care of and that policeman just stood there saying, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, my goodness, wouldn't that be frustrating? You want those that have authority to use their authority for good and for right, especially when it comes to your protection. Isn't that true? And so the Lord gave you authority, and we need to take it up and understand what that authority is. So it is God's authority. Danny laid that out pretty clearly last week. And he also brought out verses 10 and 11 and 13, 10, 11, 12, up to 13 out of Ephesians. So I just want to remind you 
that out of Ephesians, if it's not up there, that's because it was actually last week. But in your Bible, it says Ephesians 6, 10, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And then put on the full armor so that you can stand firm against the schemes and the tricks of the devil. And what it is, is he's given us this armor so that we can, let's keep this in mind, it's so that we can stand firm and strong, so we cannot lose our bearing in life, so we cannot be knocked insecure and instable in what we're doing, but that we can be strong and stable. The point is, be strong and stable. We have a culture around us that is yelling and shouting all kinds of stuff at us. Some of it is not true. Some of it is partial true. Some of it we need to disregard. And what is the truth? We need to be strong and stable. If, if never before, this is the hour. This is the time that we have got to be strong and stable in what is true. Things are coming at us. Things are coming at our kids about what their identity is, who they are, what to believe, your rights about your country, about your history. They want to erase the Bible. They want to erase our Christian roots. We got to know what the truth is. And we have to stand. So it's as we were sharing with Abby, it's, it's her individual. It's, it's her one by one. And then collectively, it's all of us. That's an old big secret about warfare. You just step into what is right, and you're automatically there enforcing what is what the kingdom is. Ephesians 6. All right. The enemy is a liar and a deceiver. Got that settled. So our struggle isn't against flesh and blood. We might be able to say it's them, it's them, it's them. But really we know underlying that it is a spiritual war. It is. Even if it is laws, even if it is someone standing up there, even if it is somebody that you say, well, they, 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 it's not they. It's a spirit behind them that is making those decisions. And so to fight a spiritual battle, we need to have spiritual weapons, right? We have to keep that in our mind. To fight a spiritual battle, we have to have spiritual weapons. So the picture of the armor is actually taken from Roman soldiers. So I wanted to read Ephesians 6. First and foremost, here we go, the main scripture. It's taken from a Roman soldier. Paul was surrounded by Roman soldiers, and uh, so he just kind of used this analogy. Therefore, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to resist on the evil day, and having done everything to stand firm, stand firm, therefore, having belted your waist with truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having strapped on your feet the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition to all, take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. With every prayer and request, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be alert with all perseverance in every request for all the saints." That is the listing of the seven, and I say seven, pieces of armor. A lot of people teach about six, but the seventh one is actually prayer. So the seven pieces of the, of the spiritual armor that we're to wear. So even though Paul was surrounded by Roman soldiers, I want you to know he was also a scholar, and this is not the first place that armor is even talked about. We want to know that it is God's armor, 
It's God's army that he gave to you. Do you know Jesus was our example? Yes, he was a perfect man, and he was a God man, but he was our example. He came equipped to the earth to accomplish salvation for you and me with armor on. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Isaiah 59 lists out his armor that he came in in the very first place to accomplish our so great a salvation, Jesus' armor. He put on righteousness like a breastplate. That's part of what he tells us to wear. And a helmet of salvation on his head. And he put garments of vengeance for clothing and wrapped himself with zeal as a mantle. He was perfect righteousness. He imparts his perfect righteousness to us. His, he was such perfect righteousness that he could do what is right and just. He judges fairly and rightly because of his perfect righteousness that we were taught last week how he gives it to us. And we're going to emphasize it a little bit more. He had a salvation helmet on. You think, well, wow, Jesus didn't have to be saved. No, but salvation protected his mind. Salvation is so much more than a ticket to eternity. Salvation is a whole person of a wholeness given to you. He protected his mind that way. He stayed focused on what his mission was. He stayed focused on, on deliverance. He stayed focused on victory. He stayed focused on his main purpose. And that's what he's telling you to do with this helmet, is to do the same thing. Stay focused on your purpose. He had vengeance for clothing. He came to win, and he came to win big. He wanted to punish the ones that did evil. That's what vengeance is. He came... Our soft, meek, mild Jesus, little baby in a manger, came to punish evil. And that's exactly what he intends to do through his church and in the end day. He came with zeal as a mantle. He was stirred up with fervor and passion and enthusiasm. Religion has quelched fervor and passion and enthusiasm and turned it into a silence of some sort, a, 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 a Holiness is silence, yes, but it's not just that. We've got to stir up like a mighty person of war. We must stir up enthusiasm and go at it with vengeance. Athletes don't go and do what they do without stirring themselves up. Warriors can't go in without stirring yourself. You need to be fortified. So let's get a fortification going on. Let's get a, I would love this church to be just a little bit louder in your enthusiasm of saying amen and in saying yes. I get it, personality. I get it. But I sure would like a little more verbal. Oh, thank you. There was a few. I sure would like a little more verbal. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we're going to look at the first thing here. Like I said, the Roman soldier thing. We're not going to go long. We're going to have to go and finish this up. But Danny is going to illustrate for us this wonderful thing. He's good humored. But first of all, the belt of truth. It says, stand firm, therefore, having belted on your waist truth. Some of your versions say, girded your loins with truth. Now, the Roman soldiers had a garment on them. And this, do we have that picture by chance? That, that, that little digital picture? Nope, no, I'm going to put it on you. You're not going to do it. You're going to, come on up here. Come on up here. This is my illustration. So, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is the picture of the Roman soldier that guarded Paul. They were everywhere. Did you know Paul was talking while he was basically under lockdown? He was talking about all these things while he was under lockdown, and he didn't let it impact him. 
these kind of people wandered the whole streets. They was a, it was a common sight, not necessarily with the, with the shield and the sword lifted up, but, but they, they did wander the streets. And this is part of the picture that he had on, not just that picture of Jesus, but, but this picture as well. And so for the um, soldiers, they had a, a garment on them, and it doesn't show really well, but, but they didn't have tailors. It, it wasn't like tucked in and, and wonderful, like, like a, a wonderful fitted suit, but it was more or less something like, like this that we have made up here. That's great. Here we go. Turn around. Turn around. See how loose and flowy it is? Well, the belt of truth, this is actually Danny's belt. You can put that on yourself. The belt of truth was more or less something that came around and constricted all of that stuff on him. A little tighter. If you can get it tighter, that'd be good. It was more or less like a... It was more or less like a utility belt like this, like this come center so that the online folks can see it too. It's, it's a constricting, and, it's a, and it binds things to you. You've got to think of what is, what is the symbolism here. It's truth that is bound to you. It's truth that constrains who you are. It constrains you, and when it constrains you, it actually gives you freedom of movement. Without this... All, without this belt of truth, without the belt of truth on you, to bind and tighten and fortify your core and your center, you would be, this, things would be in the way. You wouldn't have the liberty and the freedom to move. He wouldn't be able to do actions quickly. The belt of truth actually gave, gives us freedom and quickness. It gives us quickness of, of, of action. It gives us Freedom of action, even though it constrains the truth around you. In a day and age when we say, no, I want to be free, I want to be me. Well, the, the truth around you is what gives you that freedom. When you bind the truth to you, it gives you freedom to do your purpose. Thank you, Danny. You can have a seat. Thank you, model. <laughs> Don't take it off. We're going to look at it again. So, no, you can take it off. I'm, t I'm kidding. Yeah. It constrains you. It causes you to be. So John 8.32 says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus told us in John 16.13 that when the spirit of truth comes, he's going to guide you into all truth because he's not going to speak about what he wants to speak about, but he's going to speak what he hears from the Father and he's going to teach it to you. Isn't that good? We have a teacher. We have a teacher in Jesus and through the Holy Spirit. He's going to teach us all truth. So let's apply this belt of truth to us in specific, okay? So I don't want it to just be just something, a cute little lesson and Roman soldier and belt and tunic and all that stuff. I want it to be real and true to you so that you know how to walk and stand upright in this day and age where there's not all kinds of truth out there, but you've got to bind it to yourself, find the word of God truth, and walk in it. So here's the application. Commit yourself to God's truth. Commit yourself to the truth. Get to know the Holy Spirit of truth. 
Who are you if you don't know the spirit of truth? If you don't know the spirit of truth, you might fall for any old thing out there. You have to know the word of God. We got to be people of the word, right? Daily align your decisions, your actions, your attitudes, your ambitions, all to the standard, the benchmark of God's truth. Every attitude I have, everything, if it's a little off, I must bring myself to the standard of the word, not try to find in there an excuse to be what I am. Right? God's words are truth, Psalm 119, 160 says. John 8, 32, you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free, and that's what he's after. Truth to give you agility to accomplish your purpose. What we're going to see is that this central core of truth, that belt actually had on it, it was like a carpenter's belt. It had a lot of things attached to it. There was a spot for the dagger. There was a spot for water. There was a spot, it was utility. And it was stable and strong so that when the, when the individual and the guy had to pick something up, it was, it was like those weightlifter belts. It kept their back in place. It gave them strength. Truth gives us strength. It does. Truth gives us strength. So let's not forget the belt of truth. We probably have time for one more before, I, I guess, huh? Yeah, probably. Okay, one more. Okay, the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. You think, wow, that's a big word, righteousness. It gets lost in the stuff sometimes, I think. I was raised in church all my life. And righteousness gets lost in the stuff, the meaning of it. You go through Bible college, and they say, what is righteousness? Righteousness is being right with God. And um, it is true. But Jesus had the breastplate of righteousness on. So he was right with God. And he gives his righteousness to us. This is the banner that I, that I put under on your notes too. What I put on there, having the breastplate of righteousness. This is his perfect righteousness is now mine. His perfect righteousness is now mine. No matter what I've done, his perfect righteousness can be mine. This needs to be center in our thoughts as we encounter other people that are really messed up. We're going to have encounters with people that are really confused and messed up. And we need to know that his righteousness is strong enough to help it be theirs as well, without years of therapy or something, right? We are not sin conscious any longer, but we're God honoring, producing a life pleasing to the heavenly father. What do I mean by not being sin conscious? That means that I'm not always looking at what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me, what's wrong with me. But I look to his righteousness to make me right. Yeah, I might have something wrong with me, but I don't sit in it. We can't sit in it. We can't stay in it. We can't use it as an excuse. Oh, my profile says that this is my weakness. We're not going to stay in it. We're going to overcome and get his righteousness to make it right. His righteousness is strong and able to make me right and stand upright with God and with each other. That is what it, he came with this breastplate on because it's his nature and it's a free gift to us. We don't have to work for it. A gift is given. I don't have to pay for it. You don't have to pay for it. And you know what? All the sin that you have, you don't have to pay for it. In fact, you can't pay for it. Anything that's wrong with us, we don't have to pay for it. We have to just go get clean from it. 
receive the gift. Isn't that simple? We got to keep it in our head. We look at people with issues or we live with people with issues and we go, wow, oh my goodness. And we want to doctor them up. We want to make them right. We got to, you know, it's almost like we want to inflict punishment. But what we really need to do is pray for righteousness to spring and to be layered on them. Righteousness sets us free. It really does. The truth is, is this is how I become righteous. That righteousness, that belt that the Roman soldier had, it was connected to the belt of truth. So it didn't just like fly all over the place. It wasn't wafting here and there. It was like a coat of armor. It, it was made of steel and it was flexible, but it was connected to the truth. And that's what our righteousness is. So regardless of what our emotions tell us, regardless of what the impact is on our soul, which is our choices, our mind, our will, and emotions, what we have to do is we have to root it to truth. Can I get a big amen? Your righteousness is built to the truth. It's not a grace, get away with everything card, but it's to bring yourself to his righteousness and be washed again and again and again. Romans 5, 17 says, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Christ Jesus. I want us to emphasize he will reign in life through the one Christ Jesus. He will not be under circumstances. He will not be a dictated to and a victim of the society. But he will reign in life through the one Christ Jesus. How do we walk that out today? How do we walk that out today? Let's get into a place and asking God, how do I walk this out today? How do I get right and walk out this truth in my circumstance, in my life today? Because his righteousness, it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21 that he made him who knew no sin, Jesus, to be sin on my behalf so that I will become the righteousness of God in him. Because his spirit is in me, I can literally, this, I'm just not a sinner saved by grace. I'm more. I'm more. You're more. The moment you say yes to Jesus, the moment you say yes, I give you this area of my life, you are more than that defines you. And we got to start walking in that. The very second, it is so fast. The transaction is so fast. You can start walking in it right away. You are now the righteousness of Jesus Christ in that. His blood covers, his blood cleanses, and his blood sets free in seconds. Again, not years of therapy, in seconds. And I can step into it day by day. I think maybe many of us have issues because we don't apply his righteousness day by day by day. Really, maybe it's even hour by hour, but it, we need to apply it. His righteousness to my mind, to my spirit, to the things that are going on inside of me. There's a major difference between understanding truth and walking in truth, right? There's a major difference, living it out, between just understanding it. We've got to get the word righteousness out of the dusty archives of some theological something and know what it really is talking about. Right standing right now between you and your God, no matter what it is that is assailing you or that you seem to be stuck in. 
His righteousness. Get it off the theological dusty bookshelf. Amen? Righteousness is going to be a regular word for us. It's going to be regular. We're going to bring it into regular practice. Let's apply it daily. Put on the new self and say no to the old ways. Daily, put on the new self. You know, your sin issue was cut off. The power of it is gone. It was preached to us during worship time. The sin issue, the power of it is cut off. What's the problem? It's the putting on of the new. That's what it is. It's the daily put on the new. Just ignore it. You know, the biggest thing that you can do in spiritual warfare is ignore the yip and yap that the enemy shouts at you. You're this, you're that, oh you, oh you know, this is your family, this is what you've done, this is the way you are, this is the way you'll always be, don't give, you're not going to, you're not going to amount to anything. Shut it off by just simply ignoring it and declaring what is true. That is more powerful based in the word, that is more powerful than trying to, to agree with it or figure it out. It really is. So refuse to believe the lie that I'm stuck in any sin or habit that's contrary to what the Bible says about it. Romans 6, 18 says, don't you know that you, when you present yourself to someone as a slave for obedience, you're slaves to the one that you obey, either to that sin or to righteousness. I want to be a slave to righteousness. Who wants to be a slave to righteousness? I don't want to be a slave to anything that keeps me down and defines me in some ugly way. I want to be defined according to his righteousness. Isn't that true? I do. So let's be honest with ourselves about what's going on. Be honest with yourself before you and God and let him wash your soul. Let him wash your soul. Let him wash your choices. Let him align you. Let the truth come to you and align you so that you can secure that belt of, or the breastplate of righteousness to the belt of truth. Be committed to work out your salvation every day. That's what it says. You got salvation. It was a free gift. Let him wash you and make you work it out. That's scripture. Work out our salvation. Salvation is not just an eternity ticket. It's a now. And, and the eternity is tied to now. Who you are in eternity is going to feel a lot like in your head right here. Your personality is going with you. Some of the gifts that he's given to you will transition to a better, better more glorious state. Eternity is a veil. You know, it's, it's a stepping into. Who you are right now really counts. What you do right now by faith really counts. And I know I can look at oh my gosh, this is where we are and it's time wrapping up and what's the, what's the communist going to do and how are my rights going to go? And Those are all very important. They are very important. But what you really need to know first is your truth about what God says about you. Your impact on the world can make a, a huge, huge difference. The Lord told us that one by one by one, as I snatch one out and I apply the righteousness to them that was given to me, they now get indoctrinated into the very kingdom. It's one by one by one. I might not be, you know, the, the head of a school. I might not be the mayor of a city, but I can impact them. 
I can impact them. We'll get to the place of prayer. But right now, this is the place where the Lord is having us focus. Get rooted and grounded in his love. Just like that worship set was not isolated all by itself. That beautiful uh, pool of love that we got to sit in was not just an isolated uh, preparation for, for something that you could hear and understand more. That was a spirit encounter for us to step into and model ourselves into every day. I have to get rooted in love. Don't you have to get rooted in his love? I have to get rooted in what he says about us. And I'm glad that he loves us. He's a warrior who loves. So just think of the biggest, strongest person you know. And he is a warrior who loves. And he does what he does out of love for you. He's not ready to slap you upside the head. He's not ready to shame you into submission. He's ready to wash over you and give him his very things that he came to earth to do his purpose with. He gives to you his righteousness. His truth. We're going to be looking at the rest of these pieces later because it's already 11.45. Time got away. So let's just apply this righteousness to us, shall we? Let's just apply the truth to us right now. Let's just do it in this way. So just get in your most open state of mind. We're going to come to Jesus. Open state of mind right here, Lord. Thank you that you cover us with your righteousness. Thank you that you... You give to us your righteousness. Thank you that you wash us daily. May may we as your people, as we go about our day, as we go about our life, recognize that it's only your righteousness, not mine. We come to the end of ourselves. That's, That's what it means to receive the gift, is to put away my efforts at righteousness and accept yours. Heavens, we don't want to be a self-righteous group. We want to be a God-righteous group. We want your righteousness all over us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And then, Lord God, remind us of your truth all the way around. As we daily wash ourselves with your truth, we ask, Holy Spirit, be our teacher, be our guide about truth. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. I know that was fast and furious, and that was just one little portion, but we're just going to have to look at it next time. Amen? Amen. (laughs) All right, so with that, look at that. I I ended so fast, the musicians didn't even get it. They didn't even say, oh, wow, while the music was softly playing, and we we apply. It's not there. That's our use. I don't know if those of you that are around here usually, you go, oh, wow, that's abrupt. But it's 11.45. What do we got to say? So let's stand up. Let's look each other in the eye. And we're going to say something here. We're going to be a little bit more of an out loud church than, uh, than what so far. Get ready to say something to somebody. And you're going to get ready to say this, that you are the righteousness of God. There you go. And that's powerful. You are the righteousness of God. Some of us would want to say, well, you're becoming. You're getting better. You know? <laughs> that's carnal. We're not going there. We're going to speak what's truth. You are. So now give each other high fives. Bless each other as you go out the door. Enjoy coffee. Enjoy beverages. Enjoy the sunshine. Amen. <laughs>